Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast on this Monday, the 24th of April, 2023. Trust you're doing really well. Trust you've had a fantastic week. I also trust you've had a fantastic weekend. Uh, resting, recuperating, re-energizing, and getting ready to reload for another big, 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 big week in sales. Now, in Australia, of course, uh, tomorrow is Anzac Day, very, very important uh, day on the calendar where we, uh, where we, I'm not sure the word celebrate, but we certainly remember the uh, men and women across Australia and also New Zealand that uh, fought for the country in various conflicts around the world, and we pay our respects to them and uh, lots of moving moving uh, situations and moving events that are happening across uh, the day tomorrow, uh, including the Dawn service, which uh, we've been going to for many, many years, and also culminating in the big game at the MCG, Collingwood and Essendon. But uh, before we get to that, we've got a date to get through. And of course, as a mad Melbourne supporter, we're heading to the G tonight to see Melbourne and Richmond in the Anzac Day Eve blockbuster, which is also a very, very moving spectacle. And hopefully it's a good game. And I was actually sat at my wife on the weekend when just watching some of the other games that were happening around the country. And the just the feeling you get and the eeriness when you're sitting in a stadium with eighty-five to 90,000 people and it is absolutely silent to the point where you can hear a pin drop. It is a feeling that is very, very difficult to describe. So very much looking forward to that and very much looking forward to getting into today's episode. Before we do, uh, just a quick reminder, if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, please do yourself a favor as well as doing your team a favor by pressing the subscribe button on the platform you're listening to or if you're currently listening on Apple, simply press follow. And if you've got people in your environment who you think would benefit from listening to this podcast, then please feel free to share that with them. And while you're at it, if you've got a spare 30 seconds, please rate the show, either a one, two, three, four, or hopefully five-star rating, but also put some comments in there about what you like about the show, what resonates with you, but also if there's any topics you'd like me to talk about on a future episode, love to hear from you, but also we'll make sure that I give you a shout-out on the podcast as well. So as we begin the brand-new week been talking to a lot of leaders over the last two weeks in particular, and if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I'm all about trying to help as many people as we possibly can become exceptional in their chosen field. Now, interestingly, a lot of the people that listen to this podcast are not necessarily just in sales. Uh, a lot of people actually start to listen to the podcast who are in operational type roles, but what's really fascinating about this, and I have this conversation all the time, is that we are all in sales to some degree. You may not necessarily have sales in your title. You may not necessarily have sales in terms of a target. This is a hard target, but every single person has KPIs and we're all selling something to somebody at some time. So it's all about helping as many people as we possibly can become exceptional. And there's a lot of conversation we've been having around things like emotional intelligence, um, how to have the, the conversation around handling objections, but what, what a big one that comes up a lot is how do, how do exceptional sales leaders in particular separate themselves from their competition and therefore uh, differentiate 
from every other sales leader that they're in competition with. And it comes down to a number of things, but there's one particular area that they get really, really dulled in at and become almost expert at this. And that is their ability to build high quality connections. Now, when I talk to sales leaders and aspiring sales leaders, they're often asking, what are the skill sets required in order to be a really great uh, sales leader? What are, the, what are the things I need to do in order to become an exceptional sales leader? And look, there is a level of competency that we do have to develop, and there's obviously a level of skill set within that. So there are certain things we have to get good at and build some, uh, hopefully, some technical knowledge around, but also some capability around. But there's also another area that a lot of sales leaders don't spend enough time focusing on, and that is the being component. So we often talk about the fact that everybody seems to have a to-do list, and unfortunately, the focus on most sales teams, and therefore for most sales leaders, is to focus on the things that we have to do in order to get a certain result. So it's all the actionable things. And I I don't begrudge that because it's often the thing that you can see, so it's tangible. And so we can see actions happening, you can, uh, you can, for all intents and purposes, uh, measure it. So we often say that what you cannot measure, it's very, very difficult to manage. So we therefore tend to default to what are the things I have to do in order to be an exceptional sales leader and tra- translate that into any sort of field. What are, the, what are the competencies I have to develop? What are the skill sets I have to develop in order to be good at this particular discipline? Uh, now, one of the things that we need to think about in relation to becoming an exceptional sales leader and an exceptional salesperson is what are some of the intangibles? Now, this is about the to be list. So how do we need to be so that we can create an environment where people can actually do the things they're really good at? And how can we as a sales leader create that environment? So often when it comes to becoming exceptional and separating ourselves from everybody else, the exceptional sales leader starts to think about who do I need to be today? How do I need to be in this particular situation? When I'm having a conversation with this particular customer, and this particular person, this particular type of personality, how do I need to be in front of that person so as to maximize the time we've got together, but to increase the probability of me being able to influence that particular person. So when we're talking about separating ourselves from everybody else and building these high quality connections, it starts with a thought process as who do I need to be? Now, when you look at a lot of exceptional sales leaders, and I guarantee if you look around your environment, you'll notice some people who do things a lot differently than others, and they're the ones to start paying special attention to, because I guarantee they're always thinking about how do I need to be in this particular situation? It's not just building the technical competencies and doing the things we need to do in order to be successful. Now, if you think about what differentiates an exceptional sales leader from everybody else, first and foremost, they genuinely care about their people and everyone they come in contact with. And through this process, they become almost like a lightning rod to attract talent and build high quality and elite performance culture. Now, the other thing I talk about all the time and particularly with sales leaders who are relatively new because a lot of them are focusing so much of their attention on the practice of doing sales leadership, measuring performance, having the performance conversations, making sure the pipeline's okay and it's it's where it needs to be in terms of giving ourselves the opportunity of hitting the targets. A lot of the time, they don't spend enough time thinking about who do I need to be. And I'll often say to them that the greatest gift you can give anybody in your team, particularly your direct reports, is the gift of your attention. And when you're doing that, you are 100% focused on that particular person and you genuinely care about that person, which means there's also no possibility of being distracted by anything else. And what really annoys me when I see sales leaders having conversations and interacting with their team, 
they are trying to quote unquote multitask. So you see them having a conversation with somebody in their team. They might be on the phone, they might be uh, having a text message interaction with somebody, they might be at their laptop. They're not actually being 100% present to the person who is in front of them. And just think about how that's going to make that person who's having that conversation with that sales leader actually feel. And just think about what, what it feels like when you've got somebody in front of you who is giving you their undivided attention, even if it's just for five minutes, and there is nothing, nothing that's going to distract them from that conversation. They are truly giving you the gift of their attention for that particular time. Now, just think about how you now think about and how you feel about that particular individual who does that for you. And this is what sales leaders who become exceptional are very, very good at, but it takes work. It takes work. Now, I'm going to presuppose then that you listening to this right now have this desire to become an exceptional sales leader. Now, how do I build high quality connections? Well, there are five principles that exceptional sales leaders take on board and make sure is the top of their priority list every single day, which enables them to continue to build that muscle around building high quality connections so they can maintain that level of exceptional sales leader status. Now, the great news about these five principles is often people come to me and say, are leaders born? Are exceptional sales leaders born or are they made? And the, and the news is uh, there are some people who are born with certain characteristics that might lend themselves to being great leaders, just like there are certain people born who lend themselves with qualities that might lend them to be a good musician. So they've got this artistic bent to them, which they're born with and it's an innate sort of quality. Uh, the great thing about this is these qualities, these principles can be learned over time. So irrespective of where you're sitting right now, irrespective of the feedback you've been given, irrespective of what you think right now in terms of your level of sales leadership, you can develop in these five key principles to the point where you can give yourself every opportunity of becoming an exceptional sales leader through building these fantastic quality connections through the five principles that we're just going to have a chat about now. Now, this is all presupposed and based on the fact that they genuinely care about their people. So the underlying foundation here, the foundation stone, is built on a bedrock of care. So number one is exceptional sales leaders become the master of being insatiably curious. They focus on being interested rather than being interesting. Now, what's fascinating about this, and I see this happen all the time, is I see people who try to pretend to be somebody who they are not. They go into an environment thinking, my God, how do I, I don't actually belong in this particular environment. I don't have the qualifications. I don't have the experience. I don't have the knowledge. And add anything in there that you like as an excuse as to why you don't think you belong in that particular environment. And then watch people become somebody who they are not and try to fit into that particular environment. So they pretend. So it's not the fake it until you make it. It is the acting as if that we need to start thinking about. So acting as if you're confident, acting as if you belong in that particular environment. And through that process, you'll become naturally more curious because you don't make it about yourself. You make it about the other people. Now, to that point, I was running a couple of workshops this week and in, in one of them, we we're having a conversation about this particular topic. How do, you, how do you maintain an interest in other people at the expense of... Uh, trying to show that you are interesting to other people. And I actually asked, did a bit of a straw poll in this particular group, and I, and I do this all the time, and it's just a bit of fun. Don't And one of the other things about this is you don't take yourself too seriously. So the question I asked the group was, who do you think, just look around the room and just have a look at everybody, and, and when I say go, point to the person who you believe is the least important person in the room. Now, it's a bit of fun, and a lot of people have a bit of a laugh, and they start to point to old Johnny over there or Sally or whatever, 
Um, very rarely do they point to me as the facilitator, but the answer to the question, who is the least important person in the room, is actually me as the facilitator. So if you as a sales leader are running a sales meeting, you happen to be, and this is a mindset thing, you are the least important person in the room. Now, by having that sort of a mindset, it actually focuses your attention entirely on the people who are in the room and enables you to be a lot more interested in them rather than trying to be interesting to them. So the other question I asked having after having had a bit of a conversation around that, and I said, well, okay, if I'm the least important person in the room, now have a look around the room and point to the person who is actually the most important person in the room. Now, for some of them, they were not quite sure. Is this a trick question? Because the answer to the question is me as the facilitator, I am the most important person in the room. And it, we just had a fantastic conversation around that but the whole purpose of that conversation is as a facilitator, as a sales leader, as an exceptional sales leader, we have to be insatiably curious. In other words, we do not make it about ourselves. We make it all about the people. Now, if you do that, guess what? You will naturally become more interested in everybody else. And through that process, you'll actually become very interesting to all of those people. Now, will you resonate with absolutely every single person? No. Do you need to resonate with absolutely every single person? And the answer again is no. But if you focus your attention on being insatiably curious in every environment you go into, you will find very quickly that you become interesting to them because you're not making it about yourself. So number one, be insatiably curious. Number two, they are masters of being a feedback machine. Now, I talk about this all the time. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I bang on all the time about being a feedback machine. That is, if we can create an environment where people within our team not only expect feedback, they demand it then we have a very, very solid foundation from which to build greatness. Now, every conversation and every single situation does provide an opportunity for feedback. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm providing the feedback, but it's a situation where I might be seeking feedback. And this is coming back to point number one, being curious. Uh, often, you'll be seeking feedback first on how we're tracking, which then provides the opportunity for us to therefore provide feedback when the need arises. So they are feedback machines. And when we're doing this, there's none of these rubbish around the feedback sandwich, the, you know, how it goes, or you're doing really, really well, Johnny, but uh, there's one thing I need to talk to you about, and everything I say up until the butt, you get removed, but overall you're doing really well. So it's a positive, negative, positive, or sometimes people say it's a positive, constructive, positive. Uh, feedback should just be feedback. And if you can be curious and you can build an environment where people expect feedback, you have to have those difficult conversations, then people are going to be a lot more open to those feedback conversations if you are genuinely curious and a good person. Because remember, this is all built on the foundation that you genuinely care about your people. So become a feedback machine. Point number three is they know their strengths and they stick to them. They don't pretend to be uh, somebody who they're not, but they also know where are their high quality strength points and strength zones are. So they play to those. They don't worry about any perceived weaknesses. They know they've got areas to develop in, but as we talked about in the podcast a couple of weeks ago, they're very good at identifying what they're strong at, what their, what their genius zone is, what their swimming lane is, and they'll stick to that. So they'll play to their strengths. And the other thing they'll do also is identify strengths in their team and allow their team to also play to their strengths. And they'll stick to it. They will not deviate. So they know that if they can get everybody playing to their strengths, not only will that increase engagement, it'll also increase the level of happiness that people have, not to mention the level of performance that people start to put on the table when they're working in their genius zone. So point number three, they know their strengths. Point number four, they are first-class rapport builders. They can build relationships with anyone, anywhere, 
anytime. And this is linked to point number one, being insatiably curious. They just ask questions. They get people talking about topics that are important to them, not the talking about themselves and making it all about themselves. There is nothing worse than having a conversation with somebody or and irrespective of the topic, they always bring it back to themselves. They can't help but start talking about themselves. Great exceptional sales leaders who become masters of building high-quality connections always ask questions and get the other person talking about themselves. And they can do this all of the time. And through that process, they become very, very interesting to other people. So they are, they are first class rapport builders. And point number five, this one for some might sound a little bit strange, but uh, where there might be some people who you don't necessarily have a strong connection with, or might be some of a, you know, there's a little bit of a difference between uh, you and them. Exceptional sales leaders can have this ability to place a 10 on top of everyone they come in contact with. Now, what that starts to do is the 10 represents a number, obviously, 10 out of 10. So if you're a 10 out of 10, you're a pretty high quality, highly reputable type person. And when you place a 10 upon the head of somebody else, and this is a fictitious thing, this is in your, in your imagination, so it's another mindset element, you all of a sudden start to treat that person as if they were a 10 out of 10. And what's really fascinating about this, and I've tried this out and it actually works, the more you do that, the more the person who you're interacting with starts to behave and respond to you as if they are a 10 out of 10. Now, we can go into all this sort of NLP sort of stuff where we're talking about projecting this onto other people, and there are elements to that, but uh, it's an attitude thing from our perspective because everything everything comes from us and we're projecting all the time. So if you're placing a 10 upon somebody's head, particularly if you might have had some difficulties with an individual or you know somebody might not have not have been playing the ball game as as according to the rules and you've got a bit of a an ill feeling towards them just placing a 10 on top of that person can start to make it a little bit easier to build a higher quality connection with that particular individual so this is what the exceptional sales leaders are able to do when it comes to building these high quality connections they master these five principles number 1 being insatiably curious number 2 becoming a feedback machine number 3 knowing their strengths and sticking to them Number four, being able to build rapport, first-class rapport with everybody they come into contact with and therefore the relationships they come into contact with, they build great relationships. And number five, they place a 10 on top of everyone that they come into contact with. So here's the question as we wrap up today's episode. How would you rate yourself against the above five principles? Now, you can do it out of of five, you can do it out of 10. So the first part of that is, okay, I reckon I'm a nine out of 10 in relation to points one, three, and five. And the next question to ask, is, well, how do I know? And the follow-up question to that is, if I asked my team to rate me on these five, what would they rate me at? And would they be consistent with my perspective as well? So here's the thing, guys, as we wrap up. No matter what the rating is, we can all improve. There's always another level to get to. And that philosophy is what keeps the exceptional sales leaders on top of their game. And this is why every situation they go into, they are open-minded, they have a level of curiosity, But at their core, they genuinely care about the people and everybody they come in contact with. So I hope that message resonates and I certainly hope that message finds you at the right time. Uh, Key reminder, if you are looking for some assistance with your sales team, helping them to take their performance to an exceptional level, or if you're inquisitive about potentially working one-on-one with a mentor or coach, uh, love to have a conversation with you and helping you become an exceptional sales leader over the next 90 plus days. Let's have a conversation on Zoom. To do that, simply go to leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time that suits. We'll jump on Zoom and have that conversation about where you're at, what you're looking to achieve and what a program may look like for you and your team. 
And uh, if there's a fit, we can get started as early as this week. So very much look forward to that conversation. Thank you once again for plugging into the podcast. As always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.